everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Hustle Culture Dropout. I am so excited today to have another spectacular guest on the show. I have Morgan Jackson, who is the founder of the Light 56 program. And she is um, an incredible, incredible resource for women that I wanted to bring onto the show. I think especially during this time of year, when so many of us get caught up in all of the hustle, Morgan is super passionate about empowering women to make time for themselves and feel lighter in their life. And she is dedicated to helping them get out of the overwhelm and the darkness to embrace life with lightness and joy, and to help you figure out what you enjoy and how to make time for it. So hi, Morgan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. Go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and about Light 56 and how you got started with us. Great. So I'm Morgan. I am a mom. I have a 12-year-old son at home. And I am really passionate about helping other busy women and moms find that joy and light in their lives because I feel like it's the world is heavy right now and it is dark and the idea that light is kind of the opposite of heavy and the opposite of dark i think that there's always little windows that we can find of that in our lives and sometimes as moms we just lose that piece of us so i am really passionate about helping women find that i have an accountability program like 56 and then i have some other fun things that i'm rolling out in 2024 as well to just kind of scale it and get that joy to mm -hmm. more women in the world and then how i got here is it really came about in the height of the pandemic and I realized that so many of the women in my life were just struggling with having something for themselves and having community, having accountability that was kind <laughs> and yeah. just learning to like really give ourselves grace and to reduce judgment. So it mm -hmm. came about in that I kind of sent out, a, I like to call it like a Jerry Maguire email of, I have had this vision for a really long time. I actually had had that vision kind of since I became a mom for this accountability group that was really helping you find what it was that you wanted to do in your life, but in this kind way. So I have done, you know, I feel like a lot of people out there have done 30 day challenges, 75 day challenges, whatever that looks like. And there was this piece of, oh, you missed one day, you failed at that. Right. And I just, that is not how, like, I'm raising my child. And I feel like that might have been how we were raised. But it's really, how do we kind of apply those principles that we're trying to help our kids, like, be kind to themselves and right. make progress without being perfect. So that was where Light 56 came from. And it has kind of gone through a couple of different iterations. And in a pretty small group, I have had about 25 people go through it so far. But from that have done a ton of learning that I am excited to share with others. And just to give you some context, the title Light 56 comes from 56 days, which is eight weeks, or um, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit woo-woo sometimes. So that is two moon cycles. And nice. I feel, especially as women, it's really interesting to look at our lives as cycles versus kind of that masculine, you know, other right. numbers and looking at specific days and having to do everything perfectly. So that's kind right. of the background on where like the physics came from. 
I love that so much. And I, I think that one of the reasons that I was so drawn to you as a guest is because I think our stories are similar in that being a mom and sort of wanting to prioritize that emphasis on, you know, like holding your, like keeping vision of yourself and making sure that you don't completely lose yourself. Do you find that you had a lot of women around you specifically that were confiding in you that they were feeling that way? Or did you feel that way personally? And that's sort of what led you to start this group or how did, how did that specifically come about? Did you have something personal that, you know, that you felt really drawn to? Yeah, kind of a combination. So a lot of it almost even goes back to when I became a mom. So I was a stay at home mom for many years. And before that, even like as a teenager, I was a competitive figure skier and a competitive water skier and a straight A student. And I actually just dug through some of my old report cards a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, great student, like all of these, like, you know, perfect getting a mark, getting a report card. I loved when I was at work and we would get our performance reviews because I did well. And Mm -hmm. like, that was kind of, you know, it made me, made me feel good. It gave me serotonin. It was like, I am doing the right things. And then you become a mom and there's no report card. There is no (laughs) performance review. Right. And you're like, what am I doing? So it's that it kind of the two extremes where then you don't have anything And then you have something. And I felt like I just needed something in the middle to help get me motivated. And Mm -hmm. I have always been someone who has done challenges. I have set New Year's resolutions. I found ways where I would like follow through them. Like I was actually someone who would set a New Year's resolution, check in on it monthly or quarterly and actually complete it at the end of the year. So this was kind of a a progress a progression in that and i was kind of doing it in my personal life and mm-hmm. with my son we the summer of 2020 we did this crazy like bike challenge where it was a calendar challenge that progressed we started like on the first day of july biking around our our block and then the second we did it twice and then it kind oh. of expanded I did not do the math. We just jumped into it the last <laughs> right. the last week. I think we biked like 70 or 80 miles. It was kind of wild. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know that's it was crazy. crazy, right? But that was, that's kind of like that extreme, but you don't have to do that. But it was just, right, the, right. it was the building up. It's the having something that's fun. That's a challenge. So I was kind of doing those things in my life and then talking about them and talking about them with other women who were kind of in the same boat as like, what mm-hmm. am I doing? Or what is something that's like interesting in my life, but that is not so not all consuming. So it kind of mm-hmm. felt like a spectrum of like, not doing nothing, not doing this extreme thing, but finding somewhere in the middle where then I'm being intentional. I'm taking right. time for myself. I'm making progress in this area of something that I've always wanted to do, but haven't done. So one mm-hmm. of the first exercises we always do is what I call the dirty laundry list. So Mm -hmm. it's not a regular to-do list. It's that to-do list that is all of the stuff that honestly, you don't even want to say out loud you haven't done. So people Mm -hmm. like didn't have a will, had kids Mm -hmm. who were like in elementary school, but don't have a will. Didn't file your taxes yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Need to renew, you know, your car tabs or whatever those Mm -hmm. things are that are just like, you have to get done and they weigh on you, right? Like it's part of that invisible load of motherhood is, We have them weighing on us. They don't necessarily need to go on the to-do list because they don't have to be done. But like, how do you get those things started? And once Mm -hmm. you create a little bit of momentum, 
then it helps. But still with that balance of like, it's not just, I've been so productive, right? Like, it's, right, right. I've heard you talk about this too, right? Our worth mm-hmm. is determined by how productive right. we've been. Yes. But how do we have that balance of like, I'm making progress, but I'm still making time for myself and giving myself grace and giving myself permission to do the other things. Right. Well, that's why I I like so much that you talk about, you know, progress, not perfection, because I think that so often, I mean, we are very much a society of that's driven by rewards. And like you said, when you're a person who typically has maybe performed well with whether it's been in, you know, in your childhood or in your youth with like competitive sports or with grades or at your job and you're used to getting those accolades and you're used to, I always talk about how when you have a perfectionist mindset, you it, it, what happens is that you get rewarded and that just feeds it, right? Like it just feeds it back to you because you're like, oh my goodness, like now I've done all of these things and I'm getting all this recognition and it makes me feel so good. So now I'm going to try harder and try harder and try harder to where eventually you have all of the things sort of up in the air and you just can't maintain them. You know, you can't continue to be perfect at every single thing, especially when kids come into the picture something has to happen. And so I love that you talk about progress, not perfection, because I think so many of us just lose sight of that journey and that like, are we a little bit better than we were yesterday? Or are we just completely like our eye is on the prize and we don't care about what we're learning in the process of it, you know? And so I think that that absolutely is, is something that is so, so important for, for women. And so tell me a little bit more about like the, the eight weeks and the 50 um, days and how does that, like, how does that all play together? Where do you find that that is different from other programs that might be out there, other challenges that might be out there for, for women or for just for moms in general? Yeah. So it is a framework that is based on, to say it's your ABCs. So it is, there's basically three things that you do during that 56 days. So A is an anchor, which Mm -hmm. this is something that you want to set yourself up as building a habit successfully. So this is Mm -hmm. something I like to say, if you've done something before where, you know, I used to be really consistent at exercising every single day. And I Mm -hmm. know I can do that because, you know, I'm kind of doing it four to five days, but I really want to do it every day. Or for me, a big one is drinking my water. I have one of those big Mm -hmm. giant gallon things of water. And sometimes if I'm not paying attention, it falls off and I stop Mm -hmm. doing it. So that to me is a really great anchor. It's something that you will ideally do for 56 days. But for Mm -hmm. all of these things, I also love to talk about practicing getting back on. So Mm -hmm. I think like one of the most important things is that practicing not being perfect, right? So if you stop doing it for one day, that you start again, like a day later, like that is Mm -hmm. the most important part is the reset. So the A, the goal is actually to do that for 56 days. Mm -hmm. B is your bright light. So this is something that you know, if you did for 56 days, some part of your life would feel lighter. And I like to Mm -hmm. kind of break that into like your mind, your body, your home, and your calendar. (laughs) Calendar, Mm -hmm. I know that's not like high level as the other ones, but it's really your time, right? Right, Um, exactly. 
So picking something that your goal is to try and work towards doing that 156 times, but it's really the one that you practice like, oh, didn't do that, but gonna do it again tomorrow. And depending on your personality, some people are really like all or nothing. So it's hard to do the B like 50, 50 times versus 56 right. times. Like there's a lot of people that that's really hard for, right? They'd rather just either not do it all or do it perfectly. So this, the B to me is the one that you like, it's practicing not being perfect and it's practicing mm -hmm. that reset. And then C is a challenge. And I love to say that the perfect amount of time to do a 30 day challenge is 56 days. So give yourself so eight weeks. That's my kind of challenge. <laughs> right? Rather than a month. Because you know what? Right. At the end of 56 days, you will feel so much more accomplished that you have done that. Then if you start a 30 day challenge, you do it for five days and then you don't do it. Right? right. Because that is kind of also what I've heard. And I've heard from my members over and over is like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to do this for years and haven't done it, but I'm just giving myself more time. Right. If we think of like kids at school these days, like if a child has an accommodation or something along those lines, what's the first thing they give them to help them be more successful? Time. Right. Right. So it's like, how can we give ourselves more time? And kind of like your episode a few weeks ago is pause. Right? right. Like just that pause that you don't have to be perfect. So how it how it's set up is those ABCs. We you check in on them. I have a, a cute little tracker that you use that's sort of mm -hmm. like connected with the moon and the moon. The reason why I'm so obsessed with it is that it's always in different phases. Right. Like sometimes mm -hmm. it's bright, sometimes it's dark, sometimes it's somewhere in the middle. So this is really just around teaching yourself to build a habit in a kind, realistic way, because then when you're done it, the hope is that you continue building on those habits, right? Like that A mm -hmm. is kind of now locked in. I think it, there's all sorts of research and different numbers around how long it takes to build a habit, but eight weeks of doing something, it's a pretty solid habit. And then sometimes people would like the following 56 day cycle would switch whatever they were doing as their bright light to their anchor, right? So you move oh, from yeah. doing it all the, doing it almost all the time to like, no, I'm going to commit to doing that all the time. Mm -hmm. And then there is a piece of community. So I'm working on building out um, our circle group that mm -hmm. will have kind of like an online community piece of it but um, weekly meetings where we just check in and we right. check in and see how everyone's doing. It helps hold you accountable, but in this very kind way of, if you didn't do it, you're still there to check in and be like, yep, gonna get back on that. Mm -hmm. So it was just like a really lovely environment to feel supported towards your goals. And a lot of the times people were working towards very different goals and would find their other people who were aligned with it or might get inspired mm -hmm. by someone else, right? right like we had right. a few people who were like, I'm gonna not drink as much, mm -hmm. but not like not drink, not at all, <laughs> but um, reduce that, right? So that was kind of a nice one. It was just, it was cool to see different people then become closer because we're like, hey, we're both gonna aim towards doing this. And then each week we had different like topics and themes that we talk about, like that dirty laundry list I mentioned. We write a permission slip because that's something like mm -hmm. people really struggle with. How do I give myself yes. permission to yes. not be perfect, to mm -hmm. 
take this time out for myself? How do I give myself permission to not do all the things to say no? Right. <laughs> Right. That's another one. Find that, that, just say yeah, no list, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. And don't I always feel like too that like at least for me, I'm always very gracious with other people. And I'm always very much like give yourself grace and give yourself permission to say no and do X, Y, and Z. But then when it comes to me, you you know, it's sort of like you almost are you just sort of start being like an asshole to yourself. I mean, honestly, yeah. like you sort of are just like, you don't hold yourself to that same accountability. So mm -hmm. I can see where a program like this would be like when you're in community with these other people, these other women who are going through these challenges. And although they might be different, maybe you're not working towards the same goal or trying to build the same habit, having somebody there to just kind of remind you of to be gracious to yourself yeah. and give yourself permission for that. I really love that. I love love, love the idea of it's a 30 day challenge to be done in 56 days, because I feel like that is so, so important. Like that is specifically like, I'm not a challenge person. I like to think that I am like, I'm a hundred percent. Like I can totally do this. Like I will all day long and literally I will get five days into it. And I will be like, uh, nobody's telling me what to do. Like, I don't like this. I don't want, I do not want to be held accountable for any of the things. But a lot of it also is because when you look, when I look at, and I think a lot of people, when you look at trying to do something for 30 days or like 75 hard or something like that, like that's a big commitment every single yeah. day. So when I think to myself, well, it's a 30 day challenge, but I have 56 days to complete it. Like there's some wiggle room there, right? Like there's yes. some, okay, well, if I fall off a little, you know, one day I can get started again. So if somebody is in this program and let's say that they're doing really well, like they're seven, eight, nine days into it, and maybe they do fall off a little bit. How do you, how do you approach that? How do you suggest that they get back, like focus again and start again? Is that, what do you tell people? Definitely. So it totally depends on different personalities. So I actually was like, why do you stop after five or six mm -hmm. days? Like, do you think it's because the challenge isn't set up for like what you want to actually do? Because I think that is something that we do do is we do a reflection of like, what's working, what's not. You said, in, you know, two weeks ago, that this is what you were going to do, but maybe you need to tweak it slightly. So, and I feel like, we've all been taught you need to make goals like in this trackable, accountable way, like to say, Oh, I'm going to exercise every day. Isn't enough. It needs to be like, Oh, I'm going to do this workout for this many minutes and what are You know what? No, yeah. it might just be like, I want to move my body in a way that I love and I'm not giving myself a time limit because then mm -hmm. that way it's teaching me the habit and I'm actually happy about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely one of the first steps is just checking in on like, why are you not doing it? Is it just, you know, life got busy or it's, yeah, I said that I was going to do an hour Peloton ride every day. It's like, okay, so maybe that wasn't realistic, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. how can we craft that so that it is something that you can still be successful at? So I think that that is one of the, one of the first things is like, hey, why, why are you not doing it? It also mm -hmm. might be like, I was sick. I was whatever. Okay, cool. Then right. just hop back on doing it again. Because I think we, we don't practice failing. We don't practice getting back at it, practicing that reset, right? So that's why I love being like, cool, you didn't do it. Awesome. Like, do it tomorrow. 
There's also, I love Mel Robbins. I know you've talked about her yes. also, but uh. like her five, four, three, two, one, like just do it. Yes. Right. So just some of those little tips of how do you just get back on the horse and do it? Or do you do it small? Mm -hmm. That's why I love calendar challenges. Like that one I was mentioning is that mm -hmm. it's a great way to just like get your feet in the door. My son and I did like a push up challenge. Right. Mm -hmm. And for that one, if we missed a day, we had to like double it the next day. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. once we missed like, like day that. 10 and had to do, <laughs> I don't know, 21 the following day, like yeah. we didn't miss any other days. Right. And so it also can depend on like what your personality is and what the piece is that you're missing. And sometimes it's, you know what, this was too much. I shouldn't have committed to doing that. But at the end of the day, my goal is, you know, like this is actually working really well. So mm -hmm. um, sometimes people will be like, I'm signing this up as my challenge. And then they find they're doing their challenge way more than their bright light. So you might switch them or just right. accept that one, you might only do 30 times and one, you'll kind of do in that 40 to 50 ish range. Yeah. Um, so I think there's like the individual piece. There's a couple of other just, you know, like things to jumpstart yourself, but it's, it's okay if you just need to restart it. Right. Right. And so do you let ever, if you come, if you're in the program and you're working through this program, do you have a specific challenge that people, like, if you're like, this is the challenge that we're doing a push-up challenge this month. And that's what they, or do you let people sort of say, this is what I want to do for myself. How does that work? How do you work yeah. that? So it's, it's choosing, it's choose your own adventure. Mm -hmm. I definitely have suggestions in like kind of all of those different categories. I have different categories for, you know, your body, your mind, your home, your like exercise, nutrition, mm -hmm. mind, like journaling, gratitude, like gratitude is one of my favorite anchors because you know, if you make an intention and you, whether it's you write it down, whether you share it on social, whether you just say it out loud to yourself, starting your day or including that at some point in time in your day is a really easy one to anchor. Right. But so many of us struggle with that, right? Like I have mm -hmm. a hard time writing down what those three things are every day, but it's not impossible, right? Like I love that mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. can really just take you two minutes. And it's one of those things that elevates your life. So mm -hmm. I have a ton of suggestions of what that looks like and depending on what you want to do, because there's also mm -hmm. some like business and entrepreneurial related going back to work. I actually use this system when I went back into the workforce. So mm -hmm. I had my ABCs all aligned to things that I needed to do towards getting a job, um, mm -hmm. which ended up taking a lot fewer than 56 days, but it was just <laughs> a nice way to, you know, it was kind of a, a checklist for myself of, right. Hey, if I do these things and I'm consistent with them, they will work. Um, so there's a bunch of different categories, a lot of different suggestions. And that's one of the things that will be in this online community is just all of the different um, ideas and things that you can do. I love one on mm -hmm. learning. So I've also used this with my son with either reading writing, like some of those um, simple things, which can also work for people who are, you know, looking to write a book or learn something and they just don't take um, 
And then creativity, this is one of my favorite ones. So there is like so much research behind creativity and how creative creativity keeps like your mind young. And it's like where you can get into flow and it's actually fun. Yes. So I love to encourage people to do one of them at some point in time that is really connected to being creative. And whether that is like, I'm gonna explore something creative because I don't even know what that is or what that looks like to me. But it's a it's always a fun one to do. We like to do that one in the summer or in the spring because it's mm-hmm. also a great one to do with kids, right? Like, yeah, we're gonna do something creative with my kids every day. Or mm-hmm. we're you know in the summer we're gonna do something creative at least thirty times, and that might just be yeah. a coloring book. <laughs> well, I I love that idea because I think too that women you when you start to have a family or even when you're just working full time, or maybe you're, you've just gotten married and you're sort of combining lives. It is so easy for you to sort of lose sight of the things that you like. And I've talked about that a lot on, on the podcast and on socials I've shared with people is that that was one of the biggest things for me was I, I was a stay at home mom for so long. And then one day I woke up and I was, you know, I was, well, not one day I didn't wake up and I was getting divorced. That was a progression, <laughs> but that, that takes some time. But when that actually happened, I was like, well, what am I like? What do I do with myself? Like, I couldn't remember what did I like? I couldn't remember what are the things that really fulfilled me outside of spending time with my kids or volunteering in my kids classroom or, you know, doing, going to their sporting events. Like when I had this downtime, what, what did I like? And I sort of had lost sight of that. So I love that you offer that as some, because I do feel like that is something that definitely gets put on the back burner, but that is so beneficial when you can kind of tap into that. And so I think that is, is incredible to have that offering and to have that you sort of reminder that we that we need that right absolutely and it can even be something like I want to explore these pieces of like what did I enjoy doing when I was a kid or I'm going to make a list of all those things and I'm going to work through that over the next eight weeks of just like digging in is that something that interests me now or not versus mm-hmm. finding it and being like, I have to commit to this for eight weeks and I've committed because that's when you're going to do it for five days and then never do it again. Right. 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 So it's really, it's a lot of like just giving yourself permission to notice what you enjoy and what you don't. Like I love right. the exercise of just keep track of what you enjoy doing and what you don't enjoy doing, who you enjoy mm-hmm. spending time with, who you don't enjoy spending time with. Right. Like it's really, mm-hmm just these elements of self-reflection. Cause I think that's why we fall away from doing those things that we love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think going through a program like this is so beneficial because at the end of it, whether it takes you 30 days or 56 days, or, you know, you have to stop and reset, but you learn something from it. So in some of the challenges that you have completed, maybe yourself, or maybe you've had clients that have gone through the program, what are, what's some of the feedback that you get from people about, like, this is what I learned about myself, or this is what I feel. Maybe everything didn't go perfect, but here's the progress that I did make. What, what sort of feedback do you get from that? Do you feel like it's something that you get a very positive, I'm assuming you would get a very positive feedback about this. And what, what are some examples of things that people have learned from that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So 
diff- everyone who's gone through it has had different kind of ahas or just changes in their lives. Like a lot of it, it's like literally that was life-changing. And I think that mm-hmm. is the piece of when you up-level one part of your life or you make one, like you build your confidence in one area of like, hey, I can do this. I didn't think I could do that. And because I was able to do this and stay consistent to myself and like trust in myself that I could do it, now I'm able to try doing something new. So mm-hmm. switching careers is one, like going back to work less drinking. I think that was definitely just this kind of like emphasis on health and Hey, I went through, you know, someone's birthday party and I didn't drink and I felt really great about that. But then a couple weeks later, you know, we were at a really nice winery and I had a glass of wine. Like that worked Mm -hmm. for me. Like obviously not Mm -hmm. if you have a real problem with it, but just kind of in that finding health and balance. I also think there's a couple of people who are like, this was really great. And you know what I, and I know you are a big fan of therapy as am I mm-hmm. like, I'm going back into therapy because I'm just yeah. realizing that I need to focus on myself a little bit more. Right. So mm-hmm. I think just those baby steps of like up leveling one part of your life has like a trickle effect for the rest yes. of it. Absolutely. I think also kind of taking, having a pause and being less busy. So. Yeah. A few of the moms who went through it are like, you know what? I'm realizing my kid's overscheduled. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yes. I was overscheduled because my kid is overscheduled and we're going to just have like a more chill summer or we're going to have a more chill Ugh. semester, which yeah. is, I think, a really great thing in these day, this day and age and is mm-hmm. not the norm, right? Like it's, no, it's okay yeah. for you to do that. <laughs> A hundred percent. I, I definitely think that that is something, and I love that that's an op or that's something that, you know, people are thinking about, or that's the, like an option to, because we do, I mean, I feel like often as moms, we're like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy, but you're sort of busy because you've created busyness for yourself. Yeah. I mean, you have overscheduled your kids. And I was actually just talking about this on socials today um, when I popped on stories and I was talking about like, it's okay. Like if you get to holiday break and every single minute of your holiday break with your kids is not planned. Like it is yeah. okay if, you know, you're not doing gingerbread houses one day and then you're, you know, going to get Santa pictures one day or you're caroling one day. And I know so many people have all of these plans and they feel like they have to do this. And you then every, and then even your kids don't enjoy it because they're like, oh my gosh, we're doing yeah. something every day. Like, I'm tired. I just would like to sit home and yeah, color or, you know, whatever, like just sit there yeah. and not do something. So what are some, what are some things that off the top of your head, like going into the holidays that you feel like people could really benefit from with, with this, because this is, I think a super, super crazy time for everybody. And I feel like even if you are not somebody who Oh, who has a tendency to overschedule. I think that even if you don't, you might feel guilty that you don't because yes. there's so much like societal pressure on, yes. or you see all these people are doing all of these things. And here I am. And like, we haven't done anything today. So what are some things that like in during like the holidays that you would suggest for people to 
maybe sort of hold themselves accountable or offer themselves a little more grace. Yeah. Which is funny because I was just thinking of a couple more things that coming out of those eight weeks that people kind of feel one is being like more authentic and finding that they're more authentic with other people and Mm -hmm. then reducing judgment, both of themselves and from others, which is actually funny because that is where I would start for the holidays is I was given this advice before I got married, which was choose the one thing that really matters to you and your spouse. Like, is it food? Is it the dress? Is it pictures? Is it the venue? What is that one thing that really, really matters to you? And like lean into that for your wedding and then don't worry about the other things. And so I Mm -hmm. kind of feel like that philosophy for the holidays is really helpful. So like have a family meeting or have a you know, family around the popcorn and figure out what it is that everyone really loves. Like, what did you remember? What did you love? Or what was your favorite thing from the holidays last year? And get a feel for what it is that like is really important to you, you and your family. Mm-hmm. And then love the permission slip. So write yourself a permission slip that like, those are the things that you as a family are going to focus on. And you're not going to worry about the other ones. And you're not going to worry about judgment and expectation from others right so Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is a lot of the holidays is it's like what's my mother-in-law gonna say what is my friend gonna say what are people gonna (sighs) think about my holiday card not getting there on time or not getting there at all (laughs) or not getting a holiday card or not getting one I know I like I didn't that was like my one thing I always do I did not do it last year I'm like people are gonna think that I'm mad at them that they didn't get it I'm like nope just didn't do it. Right. So I think it's that figure out what your priority is. Give yourself permission to only focus on that and give yourself permission to let go of the judgment and expectation, which is a whole lot easier said than done. But there is something to be said about like writing it down and saying like, Mm -hmm. I give myself permission to not do everything. I give Mm -hmm. myself permission that like, I am going to order all of the food or (laughs) anything along those lines. So I love permission, letting go of that judgment and expectations. And then I think the first piece of letting it go is noting it, right? Like, why am I doing that? Who do I think is going to judge me? And I need to, I need to let that go. And then I need to let that go in judging others, right? Because we say this and we're like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want anyone to judge me for that. Well, am I judging Mm -hmm. other people for that? Probably. So it's like, that can also be your first thing on your permission slip is like, I'm not going to judge anyone who doesn't send me a holiday card this year. Or I'm not going to judge anyone who's not dressed up fancy for the whatever recital. Something like going along those lines of just really letting go of judgment and expectations. And yes finding those areas in your life where you're like, oh yeah, that always stresses me out. Like I always yell at my kids when we make cookies. Well, then buy pre-made cookies and just have them decorate them. (laughs) Or do an adult only cookie thing, right? Like if you're like, I want Martha Stewart cookies, then don't do it with your children. (laughs) Right. Oh, I love that so much. And I, I talk about expectations around the holidays so much because I am literally the queen of like, my expectations are through the roof. I don't even know if Martha Stewart could hang with me because that's <laughs> what I'm expecting. And this, yeah. and the thing is, it's like, that's not my family at all. Yeah. Like my family literally is like, we, they're the most casual, laid back, 
group of people who just are like, we just like sort of want to hang out and do whatever. And I put all of this pressure on like, we must like the pressure of fun. Like we must have fun. Like we must do this. We must. And nobody, nobody in my family is asking for that, but somehow I feel judged if I'm not doing this. Right. And one of, when you said, even when you said a minute ago, like if you want to order food in literally one of the best decisions I ever made was a couple years ago when I had cooked this extravagant meal that nobody in my family wants to eat. Nobody in my family even really likes turkey, but I will make a turkey every year for Thanksgiving, damn it. And you will sit there and not like it. And then I get very upset. Like then I'm like offended that they don't want to eat this turkey. And they're like, we don't like the turkey. Why can't we just get burgers? But I'm like, you don't have burgers at Thanksgiving. Like what in the world? And the best thing that I ever did was, I mean, I got very angry with all of my family one year because I had made all of this food, like two days worth of making food that hardly anybody ate. It was so wasteful. They were really miserable. I mean, they wanted another meal like two hours later. And I was so angry with them. And I just was like, I will never do this again. I will never. And everybody has been ecstatic. Like, you know, everybody's just like, that's totally fine. And so now we do like a little charcuterie thing and like snacks because we're all very big app people. And we love doing that part. And that part's really fun for us. And then the main meal is just like, yeah, I'll go pick something up that's pre-made or we've even gone, you know, other, we've gone out and done these things, but like absolutely like alleviating that pressure was life-changing. And every year I will sort of start to fall back into it. Like I think to myself, "Hmm, should this be the year that I re-implement the cooking of, you know, 77 types of potatoes? No, (laughs) no, absolutely. Nobody in my family likes potatoes. Like unless it's a French fry, nobody's eating a freaking potato at my house. So why are we having mashed potatoes, you boiled potatoes, baked potatoes? Why would we have all those types of potatoes? No. The sweet potatoes. No, we don't want those things. No. So I, I love the fact, like just talking about keeping the, those expectations realistic and yeah. not feeling judged and then not judging others. Yeah. Because I have know, a friend a who they order pizza on yeah. Christmas Eve and her husband was like in the military and he was deployed many years and she was just like, you know what? It keeps everybody happy. Yeah. Right. Like it's just Absolutely. doing something different and that can become a tradition right that is and especially it's I love the idea of I I love doing gifts for my future self mm-hmm. <laughs> and thinking of things of like even like my future child or grandchildren or whatever that mm-hmm. is like in many years away but it's like if we kind of start to build these traditions that are easy and enjoyable and built on like family time and not being perfect. Like we are giving future generations a gift. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because then there's so much less, you know, like I don't have to live up to these standards. I don't have to have this, you know, and I also love the idea of sort of including your family in like, what are the most important things like you were talking about, like just sitting down and saying like, what are the things that you really love? Because they might be totally different from what you think, you know, that they love. I remember one year I did not spend as much time like decorating our Christmas tree. And I didn't really think anybody cared about that. And all of my kids were like, mom, like, 
Like we love that. Like we love that yeah. the tree looks X, Y, and Z. Like my son was even like, why isn't there ribbon on the tree? <laughs> it was like completely, and but it was not anything that I would have thought mattered to them. And so I was trying to eliminate some of the stuff off of yeah. my plate. And so I love the idea of, let seems so obvious to sit down and talk to them and say, what are the things that we really want to prioritize this season? And yeah. what are the things that like none of us really care about? And so yeah. I feel like that is such great advice for people. Yeah. And then my second piece, especially thinking through that future self, I love to, at the end of the holidays, write myself a list so I remember the next year of like, mm -hmm. we enjoyed this or we didn't enjoy that. And you can even almost like do a debrief. It's like a holiday oh, debrief yeah. with your family and figure out what people really enjoyed or what they didn't. And then that can help you when you dig everything out the next year. And then I also love to try and organize stuff on the back end, like, mm -hmm. so if I didn't have decorations I used or, you know, stuff broke, like I get rid of it in January or in the end of December. So that then when it's this time of year, the following year, I'm like, look at that. Thank you Morgan yes. from the past, because <laughs> like, it's kind of this like cycle, right? And you mm -hmm. as adults, like, and parents, we get into these cycles and the more that we can make those simple and enjoyable, then the easier it is in the future. Oh, I love that. I love that so much because it is so true. If you're, if you take the time to plan ahead, your future self will 100% thank you for it. And so yeah. that's definitely something to keep in mind. So tell me as we get ready to wrap up here, tell me where people can find you and sort of what's next for you. I know you talked about community, like building out your community a little bit. Tell me what Light 56 looks like in the future, like the future of Light 56 yeah. and where can people sort of find find you and get on board with everything that you have to offer that you've talked about today. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I would love for you guys to follow me on Instagram and it's just light 56 with the numbers. And that is the same as my website. So would love you to follow along there. Although I just said that. And now I'm like, is that really it? Or is it this? <laughs> progress well, we correct not that. perfection let's just exactly. triple check no it is exactly. light 56 with the words <laughs> so right, light l-i-g-h-t 56 F-I-F-T-Y-S-I-S. So follow right. me on Instagram. And my website is either light56.com, either with the numbers or the letters. You can find it either way. So in the new year, I'm going to definitely, we're having a new kind of cohort. And my founder's cohort starts in January, which is going to be more broadly available to the public. We're finally out of this kind of like piloting learning mode and bringing it out. So I would love um, you to join. I would love anyone in your community to join. I think that our messages are so aligned yes, and definitely. it's a, it's a great way to kind of start fresh in the new year. And then I, I run four big ones throughout the year. And then there's also kind of like a self-study sort of approach to, to doing it as well. And then I'm also going to be working in the new year with people who have existing communities or businesses to help them work on crafting um, challenges for their community. So I'm really oh, excited that. about that as well. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much, Morgan. I loved sitting and chatting with you. And I know that my community and my listeners are going to find so much value in everything that you had to offer. And so I thank you so much for, for being with me. 
Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope you have a wonderful light holiday and can uh, enjoy you, and just find same. those moments of pause. So, yeah. yeah, I'm going to definitely oh. be implementing the whole let's sit down and have this meeting and determine what we want. That's going to definitely be happening at House Casa de Campbell for sure. <laughs> Amazing. I also on my website have a five to six day challenge to just feel have some more light in your life. So that's a great one to get started with as well. And it's a five to six day challenge because it just gives you a little extra grace to do a five day challenge in six days. Awesome. I love that so much. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you, everybody. This is another episode of Hustle Culture Dropout. I hope you enjoyed it. And please make sure you are going to Instagram to follow Morgan and check out her website and all that she has to offer.